folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. And we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast, where you can find outtakes, bloopers, cool bonus episodes. And if you're a patron at the $5 level, you might be listening to this early. Uh, Today we're playing Random Access Histories by Ben Roswell. Uh, For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. There is a term called pixel bloom that refers to the light from a single pixel spilling outward, blurring into and illuminating its neighbors. When scientists were asked to name the manner of information sharing between an entangled mech and pilot, they remembered the seeping glow of figures on the otherwise dark cathode ray screen. When the bloom occurs, memories, thoughts, emotions, and sensations may bleed from pilot to mech and back again. I'm August, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora and the games that I write at harpydora.itch.io, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have a special guest, Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle. I use she or they pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at redtailtalk90. Um, Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, plagues and pandemics, and self-harm. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. So, for folks who've been hanging around for a while, you may have noticed that we have played this game on stream at least three times. I say we, as in um, the the members of the Standing Stones Guild. Um, I've actually played this game with Danielle before on stream. It's been really <laughs> fun. But it is my favorite game of all time, basically. So uh, it, I figured it was criminal that we haven't done it as a main feed episode. So um, that's what we're doing here today. This game is pretty simple. Um, it's a game about the stories we carry uh, with us in our bodies and how we share them with each other. Uh, the objective of the game isn't to succeed or fail at any one action, but rather to build and explore a changing relationship between two entangled people. Uh, It is a game about partnership and understanding. So for the setup, uh, as a team, uh, we play our side's best hope in the conflict against an overwhelming enemy. Uh, It drew the two of us together and continues to bind us as we go forward. Uh, Together, we'll choose three adjectives from a list uh, in the doc to describe the threat that we face. And then we'll choose one thing that sets the threat apart and makes facing it overwhelming. Other enemies, creatures, allies, or wars may have had the other two attributes, but the one that we uh, that we pick at the end is the reason why this is especially important um, and especially daunting. The attributes for our enemy also reveal, reveal something about the force that we fight and uh, or our reason for existing. So, what do we want our three adjectives to be? Hmm. Uh, we always have a theme of god killing on FTL, so we could go with angelic. I'd be all right with that. Um, 
What about poisonous? Ooh. I like that idea a lot. Um, I'm not really feeling mutated or alien. Yeah, no. Maybe unknowable? How about unpredictable? Ooh, yeah. Good call. So, uh, which of these three things are unique to this particular thread? I'm kind of leaning angelic. Mm-hmm. Just because, like... You know, if this turns out to be a god-killing scenario, that's not something that has probably happened before. Right. I'd be alright with that. Yeah. Okay. And now we have to name our threat. Which is, uh, at the very least, what we call them. Not necessarily mm -hmm. their true name or anything, especially if they're uh, angelic, they may not you know, we may not be able to comprehend their true name, but uh, mm -hmm. what do we call them? Hot Wheels. <laughs> Are you serious? So I'll write it down. I'm half joking. It was okay. the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tempt me. I'll do it. Like Anya says joking stuff all the time that I accidentally take seriously and try to follow through on before they're like, no, I was just joking. So yeah, like I said, I'm only half joking because like, you know, you, you have the, the, the wheels and the fire and the, yeah. Although it could just be angels in cars, <laughs> angels in tiny cars. Who knows? They're unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it should be a little more serious than that. Yeah. The host? Yeah. I mean, Hot Wheels can still come up and play. There's nothing <laughs> saying that we can't do that, so... <laughs> So the next thing that we have to do is uh, we have to describe the mech. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, the mech player chooses three adjectives and then chooses one of them as the thing that uh, sets them apart. Mm -hmm. Again, other mechs, robots, or people in our world may share the other two attributes, but the one that we choose is what makes them the best hope to win the war. Uh, let's see. I think I'm leaning towards animalistic. Mm hmm I see holy here, but it makes me think maybe profane. Ooh. I think I like that. Dig it. Dig it. And... So I'm gonna make a pitch for two. Mm hmm Because I'm a sucker for, like, Grizzled veteran meets bright-eyed rookie. Uh-huh. I would pitch either storied or ancient. Yeah. I like storied. Let's go with storied. Cool. And uh, what sets you apart? I think storied. Okay. Yeah. Unrelated, I just want you to know you're an anonymous goose. <laughs> Good. Honk. I'm here to cause problems on purpose. Yep. You're here to threaten me with a knife because you woke up this morning and chose violence. Yep. Okay. I've made you cry before. I can do it again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> all right. So... um the next step is for you to uh, choose a name for your mech. Uh, the My mech is Kiki. Hell yeah. And uh, Kiki's pronouns are she, her? Yes. Cool. And I'm going to do the same process for the pilot. I'm going to go for loyal for mm -hmm. one. And a lot of these adjectives, you know, we're not talking about these adjectives, but a lot of them are really cool. Yeah, they are. Not seasoned. Uh, <laughs> ooh. How about cloned? Mm. 
with the uh, implication of genetic modification. Mm hmm. And. I'm torn between, like, awoken and resonating. Mm. Because awoken could be really fun as far as, like, you know, genetic modification to awaken, like, some sort of sixth sense to make, make us able to uh, combat the threat. Or right. resonating as in, like, being super good at the piloting thing. Hmm. I'm leaning towards Awoken, though. I think Awoken, mm -hmm. and I think that's gonna be the one that I pick that sets uh, sets me apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am going to be playing uh, Marnie Sands, who uses she/her pronouns. So the last thing that we need to decide is that um, our co-pilots are working against the threat but that doesn't mean that we're always on the same side of every decision. Uh, in Random Access Histories, we play a pair who has been brought into conflict with each other for some reason, be it major or minor, and we start in neither a state of full sync or full desync. Uh, the conflict also serves as a starting place for our story. Some example conflicts include a bad first meeting throws uh, both of us off course, an injury means you uh, must change the way that we you battle. An old partner returns and throws a wrench in your communication, and a shared connection with a past pilot puts a strain on your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any strong feelings either way? Uh, not any super strong feelings. What are you thinking? I don't know. So, like, I'm wondering if. We've just been partnered up, mm -hmm. but that's not because it it's because uh the previous pilot got injured, not necessarily killed, like the previous pilot is still around, and right you've been reassigned to me or I've been assigned to you in in your previous pilot's stead, yeah, I like that, cool, all right, hell yeah, <laughs> so um. Playing uh, playing the game, you take a deck of cards with the jokers removed. Uh, these cards represent memories that we share. So it's difficult to play it exactly as written with Roll20 or online card things. So um, what you're supposed to do is deal 13 cards to each player to represent the memory bank. And that's what we draw from. But online, you typically just have to draw three cards from the deck, uh, the deck itself. And uh, these represent memories that float close to the surface of our mind. And uh, we play a series of scenes or moments in the war that we're fighting. And we take turns establishing scenes by naming an action that you want to take. Uh, actions can be small or large, but each should be a significant part of your journey towards or away from understanding each other. And then we roll the role play the scene freely, and the player who did not establish the scene may choose at any point to play a card to represent the memory that gets shared between you. Mm -hmm. The player who plays the memory outlines it, uh, but the other player should be feel for, should feel free to make suggestions or ask clarifying questions. And when the memory is done, we return to the original scene and continue playing as if you've returned from a flashback. We play out how it affects uh, affects us having relived the memory with the your co-pilot. And at the end of the scene, when we both feel the scene is done, we uh, discuss whether it brought us closer to understanding or put up barriers between us. And if uh, we feel that it brought us closer together, we place the memory in the sync pile. And if it caused confusion or complication or dissonance, we place it in the desync pile. And if we don't agree after some light discussion, uh, it automatically goes in the desync pile. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get to the bloom and memorial walls as we get there. So let us get started. Um, do we want to start with the introduction immediately, or do we want to say that we've already met each other? Hmm. Both could be good. Yeah. 
That's the thing. Granted, we could always flip a coin and let that decide, because either we go with what the coin flip says, or we realize we want the opposite of it, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, who's going to frame the first scene? Um, You do, since you're the guest. Okay. Alright, I think this is the first official meeting. Mm -hmm. I think probably they have seen each other around, or, you know, they were both in the same meeting when a superior officer told them, like, hey, you're going to be working together now. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they have never met each other. But I think this is the first time maybe that Marnie is getting hooked up. Okay. Or maybe the first time, like, we're doing some light training exercises to test how well we work together. To, like, test the neural... Yeah, the yeah, the neural connection. Um so are we on like a practice field? Yeah. How big is Kiki? Uh large but not like humongous. Mm -hmm. Um like as big as a house but not as big as a skyscraper kind of deal. Yeah. And I think she takes the form of a hellhound. Nice, nice. Going in a kind of Zoid's direction. And, like, her plating is all, like, gunmetal black. Uh, and she has got uh, a variety of, like, different weapons that can come out of, like, her shoulders or whatever. Um, but also, like, has the has a working mouth kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the pilot sits like in, in her chest cavity. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So I think that I think the scene opens on Kiki sitting at the edge of the practice field. Mm -hmm. And we can see in the distance, uh, a couple of like ensigns setting up some kind of, target or like a defender for us to practice against mm. okay i'm gonna deal three cards to myself so i have a question like are we on earth i don't know i kind of like the, the idea that we're on some other like planetoid you know maybe smaller planet a little bit distant and uh that's where we found the angelic force. Mm -hmm. So I I mainly ask because I just had the the image of like a purple, like a blazing purple sky while we're doing this. Nice. And I think Marnie's like strapped in. Um, how much of a cockpit is this? Is this like a full on like fighter jet cockpit or is this just sort of like a chamber where the the pilot hooks in and there's not much else around somewhere in between i think um you have a bunch of different controls for like different kinds of sensors and weapon um but there aren't as many like motion controls because that's all just okay. plot based i think okay sounds good so i think marnie like I want to say that there's it's it's like a physical connection at least at first like there's something mm -hmm. like there's a plate at the back of Marnie's head where like some physical thing has to be hooked up mm -hmm. to begin with to establish the connection mm -hmm. and I think Marnie's like fiddling with that and that probably comes through as like a weird tickling sensation almost <laughs> just uh but you know like she can't stop fidgeting with it mm -hmm. and i think so i think that marnie is we we know that marnie is cloned um so 
I think we both agree that all of the pilots are cloned. Mm -hmm. So there's that sense of familiarity, which may lend itself to a sense of wrongness because Marty's got a similar brain mm -hmm. and a similar face, but she's not Kiki's pilot. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marty like says out loud because she's still getting acclimated to the connection, uh, says out loud, uh, are, are you ready? I think Marnie gets the sensation of, like, closing up a box and putting it aside. And then I think she hears it mentally. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always ready. And Marnie nods and responds mentally and the words are they're shaky like they're coming through like like it's a bad discord call at first and then they kind of mm -hmm. resolve themselves mm -hmm. all right let's get going and she like mentally nudges kiki's body forward mm -hmm. and i'm not sure like, the connection starts off as shaky, but I'm not sure if that should be reflected in their movement at first. Mm hmm Or if it should be, like, training kicking in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a moment. Because, like, Kiki's sitting, and Marnie's just like, okay, let's go. Um, and so, like, Marnie is trying to make them walk forward. But she's still sitting down, and so there's a moment of just like it doesn't work, <laughs> and then uh, and then, Ke and then uh, Marnie hears like the mental equivalent of a sigh, mm -hmm. and then uh, Kiki stands up, and there's a sensation of like double vision joining. You know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about, like like putting on glasses, right? Everything's fuzzy, and then it comes into clarity, um, mm -hmm. and then I think from then on, it's it's training because uh marnie's brain is very similar and kiki knows how it works for the most part and kiki has done this a lot so mm -hmm. yeah although i the this this particular unit cloned a bunch of like neurodivergent uh <laughs> neurodivergent wrecks to be uh -huh. their mech pilots so i'm not 100 percent sure what they expect of uh <laughs> <laughs> everything but i guess it's working because they keep doing it uh -huh. um hmm. so i think there's a sense of exhilaration from marnie um this is the first time that she has been inside a mech i think mm -hmm. and it's much different than she imagined and I don't know what Kiki makes of that exhilaration but it's like the strongest feeling that's coming through the bloom yeah I think uh, I think Kiki mirrors a lot of it back because I mean this situation might be weird um, and Marty might be this Marty might be new mm -hmm. but Kiki loves this shit. And so like she gets really into the the movement and like the racing across. I'm kind of imagining almost like a desert or scrubland. Mm -hmm. Um like racing across the the open area um towards the the target. And there's there's a sense of like stretching after being cramped for a long time mm -hmm. um, and uh, the the kind of happiness and satisfaction that comes with that mm -hmm. and I think they close in on the target which is I don't know shaped vaguely humanoid-ish mm -hmm. probably um how does Marnie get Kiki to attack it? Um, 
so I think Marnie gets a little lost in the sauce here in mm -hmm. the freedom of movement. And I'm playing a memory here uh, because this place uh, reminds Marnie of uh, the training grounds that uh, she's spent most of her time in uh, since being grown. Mm -hmm. um, and Kiki gets these flashes of Marnie running through similar, like, scrubland. Like, I don't want to say doing laps, but uh, there's a word for it, like, doing a circuit mm -hmm. around a training course. Mm -hmm. And just, like, you know, she's not super strong or super fast, but, you know, training up her endurance and just, like, getting into the feeling of her limbs moving and I don't don't think that she thinks to trigger any of the weapons mm -hmm. on Kiki as they approach the target. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there's a point in the memory maybe where Marnie has to like make a long jump or something. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think we see, like, the two images layered over each other as Kiki leaps at the target uh, mm -hmm. and tackles it to the ground. Um, I think in the memory, it went a little differently, and Marnie ate shit on the sand. <laughs> yes, good. Which, I'm, I'm almost imagining it as, like, volcanic sand, so it's, like, sharp and unpleasant. Oh. Buddy. <laughs> uh yes good i like that uh i cannot see the card that you played it's the seven of clubs which okay. i should have uh i should have uh said anyway so okay yeah word cool so um I'm not sure do we do we want to go into more detail about like how Kiki takes the target down or how well how further this uh the sequence goes. No, I kind of like it with that just double image, the juxtaposition. Yeah, I really like that. Okay. Um I kind of feel like this is sync. I do too. We'll put that in the sink pile. Um, next scene. So, I want there to be a skirmish that we get deployed to. Like mm -hmm. it's before, before we're we've been through all of our paces together. Mm -hmm. Um, we get deployed to to contain this skirmish or to like solve this skirmish near the base it's not like a big attack maybe it's only one or two of the host instead of like an entire legion but mm -hmm. they're here they're on our doorstep and we need to do something about it mm -hmm. and i'm almost imagining like you know the opening scene from pacific rim where we're in a you know the camera's in the bunk to start with and there's a bunch of clones um, I don't think they're all named Marnie. I think that they they <laughs> each get their own name, you know, their mm -hmm. own designation, and like different units get different surnames. So mm -hmm. like Marnie's in the Sands unit, Good. but you know they get awoken by the klaxon. Some of the clones are like really hype about going out. Marnie like rolls out of bed almost literally, um, <laughs> and starts climbing into, um. It's not a flight suit, but it's like, you know, the 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 pilot suit that mm -hmm. she gets in, which I'm imagining is like almost like not quite a space suit, um, but something similar to like help maintain like blood pressure during uh like particularly high G maneuvers, you know, mm -hmm. something where if like she got space she could survive for like a minute or two. 
mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she like pulls herself like I'm imagining there's just like some sort of rigging that she can use to like climb in, you know, climb up into the cockpit so that like Kiki doesn't have to lie down or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she gets herself strapped in. And what did what did Kiki's previous partner call her? Uh, call Kiki. Yes. Uh, probably Kiki. Um, well, because I'm just thinking, like, you know, they may have had like a close bond, and so there may mm-hmm. have been, you know, some sort of nickname or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Um. So, in non-mech world, Kiki is short for Flaky, and here I think Kiki is an initialism, um, or I guess an acronym actually. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, I do like the idea of someone re-reverse engineering like an actual name from that acronym. Mm-hmm. Um and hmm. How sappy do we want to be? <laughs> be as sappy as you want. Hmm. I'm thinking uh I'm thinking something almost like my light. Okay. Okay. Or the reason I'm asking is uh, because Kiki is storied. You know, there are there are rumors and stuff swirling around about like, you know, Kiki and her last pilot. Mm-hmm. And um, if there was a nickname that wasn't too too sappy, Marnie right. was gonna use it right there. <laughs> I do like that. Um... Yeah, let's. I don't want to stick you with saying Kiki's full name, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's something like fond you would call a dog? My brain just popped up with old sport, and that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even read The Great Gatsby in like literally decades. What the fuck? Um. Uh. I mean, we call our dog Buddy all the time, so. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, I feel like that's just f- to over-familiar enough without being, like, yeah, egregious. So I think as Marnie climbs in, she's just like, all right, Buddy, let's go. <laughs> in just a completely unearned fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I don't think there's too much time for Kiki to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they have to jump right into action. Uh, and what does this, what does the host that we're fighting look like? Um, hang on, let me. Uh, I immediately had an image in mind because of, uh, who I am as a person, I am imagining chaos from Hades. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, so like... you know, unnerving. Like, for for folks who've never played Hades, chaos has a little bit of, like, the traditional angelic look going on, but is also, like, unnerving and has, like, various growths and eyes and head wings and mm-hmm. a little unsettling mm-hmm. and also probably like 30 feet tall uh-huh so marnie climbs into kiki and is like all right let's go buddy uh and kiki springs into action because she was literally just waiting for marnie to get here before she could like get going she was ch- almost literally chomping at the bit um, and about 
halfway into their run towards the the site of the battle, Marnie hears Kiki replaying what Marnie said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a wave of annoyance, and I... I'm going to play the Four of Hearts, and I think, uh, I think that after that wave of annoyance, Marnie then gets, uh, like, what are they called? Um, it's like those clips of, like, every single time the doctor says brilliant clip together, you know what I'm talking about? What are they called? Mm -hmm. Compilations? Yeah. Um. Uh, it's like that, but it's every single time that Kiki's previous pilot called her buddy. Um, so, um, <laughs> I am going to propose a thing, um, mm -hmm. because Marnie's name means, like, from the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, I pasted a link of a bunch of different ocean-themed girls' names. If you want to pick from one of those for Marnie's previous pilot, or for Kiki's previous pilot. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Alright, because of who I am as a person, I'm going to go with Morwenna. Nice. Uh, I think Marnie, like, falters for a second. Like, she's used to seeing her own face all around <laughs> the barracks and stuff that's not a big a big deal but like having that played back at her with the emotion tied to it plus like being able to read the emotion in Morwenna's like tenor when mm -hmm. she called Kiki buddy mm -hmm. like is almost a slap in the face mm-hmm but Marnie's able to, like, hold it together as they charge forward towards the member of the host. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think she gets lost in the sauce this time. I do think that she's able to, like, trigger Kiki's weapons as they're mm -hmm. uh, approaching, like, as soon as they get within range. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you, if you don't mind me embellishing a little bit, I think that, like... You know, since you mentioned Zoids, I'm imagining there's like a cannon that comes out of Kiki's back, but yes. it's like it's like got runes all along the barrel, and mm -hmm. as the cannon like fires, the runes flare into life, imbuing the projectile with you know profane energy. So it like streaks forward, leaving a jagged gash of like glowing darkness in its wake. Love that. Uh, yes. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it hits the host and like the host lets out a soul shat no soul splitting scream. Mm -hmm. Like just the kind of thing you don't feel it with your you don't hear it with your ears, you feel it in your chest kind of thing. Well, Marnie does. Uh, and by extension, right. I guess Kiki Kiki would, because also Marnie's in Kiki's chest, so... Mm. But for for Kiki, it's probably not old hat, but, like, she's experienced it plenty times before, but Marnie, uh, this is the first time that Marnie's really experienced it firsthand. Mm -hmm. Do you think we have any trouble dispatching this? I don't think so. I think Kiki gets a little banged up, um, but for the most part, um, especially once, like, reinforcements arrive, um, we're able to kind of clean it up pretty well. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm kind of leaning desync on this one. Me too. Yeah, because it was a serious misstep on Marnie's part, and then being shown that, you know, just kind of, like, made her recoil a bit, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
I think. All right. What if Marius is Kiki's mechanic? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. <laughs> I'm just imagining the absolute tirade that they're putting together for Marnie right yes. now. Uh-huh. Um I think <laughs> cuz I think this scene is either just after Kiki is repaired or as Kiki is being repaired mm-hmm. um from this battle. Uh and you you can't play two people at once, which is why I'm saying maybe it's just after. Or mm-hmm. maybe Marius was like, all right, you're going to go fix this your fucking self because you got her into this mess. Yeah. Um, or something along those lines. But yeah, Marius, like, choose, uh, choose Marnie out. Just, you know, they don't swear. They, they very rarely swear, but, mm-hmm. you know, just lights, lights her up. <laughs> and is just like and now uh and now i have to go find and requisition this particular uh this particular repair part and you have no idea how much that's going to inconvenience <laughs> everyone in this hangar and i just i can't look at you i am going to go <laughs> i'm going to go requisition this but i can't i can't look at you anymore and they just stalk off, leaning, <laughs> leaving Marnie to uh, perform like minor repairs and uh-huh. uh, check in on Kiki. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> They're so terrible. I love them too. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Marius has stalked off to go find this other part. Um, and I think... Barney gets uh, a wave of amusement from Kiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think she says, well, you've passed your first milestone uh, and survived a Marius tirade. Marnie kind of winces and like rubs at the back of her head where the the neural plate is installed and is just like, doesn't feel like a victory. <laughs> there is no winning against Marius. There's only surviving them. Yeah, I'd I'd rather go back out and face the host. <laughs> They're not so bad once you get to know them. And Marnie kind of looks at the uh repair the the repairs that the repair list. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Um, Marnie looks at the list of repairs and, you know, picks, picks up like, a a wrench and a handful of bolts and like, looks at an exposed panel and is just like, well, I, they're right. I might as well try to fix some of my mess. And, uh, she starts working on like, honestly, it's probably more cosmetic than anything, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's at ground level and... You know, if she fucks it up, it's not going to be as big a deal. Right, yeah. Um, I think... Is Kiki the kind of person to just metaphysically watch over Barney's shoulder? I mean, it's her body. Yeah. Uh, I think, at least in this incarnation, she is. Um, mm-hmm. And so Marnie gets that sensation of someone watching over your shoulder like what you're doing and uh she says you didn't sustain any damage did you marnie just kind of ducks her head and it's just like no i'm i'm fine it's it's fine i'm just sorry that you got so banged up there's another wave of that amusement um and Kiki says, it's what I was made for. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. 
I'm playing the Queen of Hearts. Uh-huh. Uh, hearts being memories tied to uh, tied to people, and uh, the Queen being a very important memory. Mm-hmm. I think this is Marnie. She's been freshly decanted from the vat <laughs> that she was born in. Uh-huh. Um and she's in the infirmary getting checked over, getting, you know, getting her implants checked over, uh that kind of thing and uh one of the other clones gets wheeled in practically in traction. Mm. And she like Kiki gets the feeling that she's like aghast at it for a second and then she looks at the one of the the doctors slash technicians that's looking her over and is just like what what happened to her and uh if you want to play the doctor feel free okay um just to keep you from having to talk to yourself Um, (laughs) unless you have a specific idea um i think the doctor says something along the lines of um Oh, her mech was crushed by the latest toast. That kind of feeling of it's not revulsion, it's it's something else like like you're shocked and taken aback, mm-hmm. but it's not like a physical revulsion. Um but that feeling kind of like permeates the bloom from the memory and Marnie goes why why was she why did that happen to her like why why didn't she why didn't she retreat why didn't she i think the doctor shrugs and says retreat is rarely an option god how mean is this bastard I don't I don't know if too many of the people in this program view the clones as people. Yeah. Uh and almost under his breath, um I think he says pilots are easily replaceable. Marnie like takes a deep breath like she's internalizing that. Mm-hmm. And just kind of quietly nods and says, Will that be me one day? Could be. Depends on how lucky you are. I wouldn't get too worried about it. After all, it's what you were made for. And, uh, the memory ends, and, uh, Kiki's just kind of like, her hands have stopped and you know she's like just got a bolt like half attached back um and then she just like shakes her head and and says i mean just because something's made for something doesn't mean that it's great when it gets scuffed up you know uh i think Marnie feels Kiki retreat, and there's a sense of heat and anger, and that kind of thing where you know that you're angry, and you know that you're going to lash out at the next person who talks to you, and so you walk away. Mm-hmm. And so she she pulls back a bit. Um, And what does she say? She says, I think she just says, uh, no, that's not what pilots are for. And she, um, kind of falls silent for a while. I think Kiki can feel Marnie withdrawing too, and... Because of that, I don't know that she 
necessarily realizes that Marnie didn't really understand what Kiki was saying. Mm -hmm. And so um, Marnie's just like, you know, Marius is probably going to be back here soon. I don't think I want to be here when they get here. So I'm just going to, you know, and, you know, trying to be a little chipper, but completely failing. And, you know, she makes a sort of like sloppy half salute as uh, she beats a retreat. Mm hmm. Word. So sink or desync? I feel like it could go either way. Yeah, I think it's sink for Kiki. Okay. I don't know if Marnie feels the same way. No, that that feels that feels right. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!